Hey, Alicia. Good morning. Good morning, guys. So today is um, August 17th, 2021. Um, I am here coming live from Texas. Uh, first of all, good morning. Um, yes, good morning. It is pretty early, but I am an early bird. You know, they say the early bird gets the worm. Well, I want the whole bird. <laughs> so I'm up early every morning, you know trying to come up with ideas, uh, brainstorming. Plus, it's so quiet and calm in the morning. Like, the kids are asleep. There's no movement. Just, just pure quietness. I love it. Um, so anyway, uh, hi. Welcome. Um, today, I'm starting my series, my new series called Family History. Family, uh, family ties, um, a little bit of all of that. Um, today, I definitely just want to uh, thank you guys for one, waking up with me um, as I talk about this very, very important topic. So we're going to start uh, first off with uh, um, genealogy, okay? And if you're not familiar with what genealogy is, um, it is basically the study of families, family history, um, the tracing of their lineages. Um, genealogists use uh, oral interviews, historical records, genetic analysts, and other records to obtain information about a family and to dominate the kinship and the pedigrees of the members of the family. So um, I think that this is very important for for anyone to get to know um, their family history. Like, in, in terms of medical, mostly, right? But in terms of it all, you know, you kind of need to know what you came from so you can know where you're going. And I'll share stories about that, but I had to kind of figure that out myself um, because in, in, in my family, we just don't kind of, uh, you know, talk too much about the family history, so you have to kind of do your own research, which is important, you know, just as long as you do it, you know, because it is so important. Um, this year alone, I had to find out a lot of things um, about my family history, along with um, uh, the family history of of my ex, you know, for the sake of my children and what's been going on with them. So. So, yes, genealogy uh, family is so important. Um, so I'll start with me. Okay. So my parents were, were um, uh, my pam my parents died when I was 12 years old. Right. So I was so, so young. Um, a lot of the time, my family members, my grandmother, uh, my aunt, they, you know, they didn't want to, you know, they never really talked about it. Um, you know, I guess because it was such, it was so painful for me. So it was better to just block it out. You know, you know, I know that we buried her, um, but you know, it was nothing that we went and talked about. And I never inquired about it because it was, it was hurtful to talk about um, my mother that I had known for 12 years. And then all of a sudden she just died. She passed. So, um, you know, moving forward, as I got older, as I got older, um, I remember when I was about 25 years old, 
um, I I got with a um, a friend at the time, and I was really upset, um, and you know, crying and just very emotional. Like I told her, you know, I had family members in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and that I wanted to get to know them, you know, because I like. I wanted to know more about my dad. I didn't, you know, know a lot about him other than, you know, when he came down to Houston, um, he would take me shopping and he would spend time with me. Um, and I remember him being this really tall, um, very, very attentive uh, dad. He was sweet. I remember he had, you know, an apartment and um, he had an apartment up in Greens Point, and I don't know if he was like transition transitioning here or going back and forth. Um, but he had my own. I, I didn't have a room. I remember it was just like a one bedroom, but I had things there. He was. I remember uh, him showing me, you know, my clothes and you know, and I was so happy about that because I was like, okay, yes, my dad. You know, I'll get to see him more. Um, However, shortly after that, he he was killed um, in Orange, Texas by police. So, um, yeah. So, you know, after that, I did visit my grandmother who lived in Lake Charles. um, But we didn't we didn't talk a lot about my dad. So, um, you know, and then again, I was just 12. So there wasn't, you know, that much to like talk about it is in reference to, you know, um, family history and all of that. I wasn't thinking in those terms, I was still grieving my dad, you know? So, um, to fast forward, um, here we are now. Uh, I have, I have four children and two of them, um, which are my two younger children. Um, I met their father, um, and we, we didn't know each other very long at all. You know what I'm saying? We kind of, we got to know each other, um, you know, after having kids or after having our daughter anyway, we kind of got to know each other. So, um, and he, he didn't communicate a lot, you know? So, I mean, there <laughs> so much to say. Anyway, to fast, uh, fast forward a little bit. So I knew something was different, um, about about my daughter I knew that at first she was diagnosed with um ADHD you know she had a behavioral disorder um and I just thought like okay because I I did I've never I hadn't dealt with that with my other two kids you know but then again they had they had different daddies so um anyway when I'm you know as I'm uh, you know raising her and you know, kind of checking her out. I'm just seeing that she just is a, oh God, just goes against the grain, you know, does everything opposite that you tell her to do. And, you know, it was just so, it was just, it was really hard, you know. Um, So that was, that. I mean, from the time she was like three, three to four and up, she was just a force, I swear. Like you had to wake up early in the morning to get ready to deal with what she was going to bring. So, you know, I asked her dad, you know, like, you know, did he have ADHD? Um, um, and he, he said he didn't know. He didn't know because he'd lost his parents early on in life and he just didn't know. So, 
uh, just to fast forward a little bit more, um, we had a son and my son, he was born with a speech delay. He was born with a speech delay. So, you know, he, he was, he had been going to speech therapy, um, from the ages like two on up two to six. He's still going right now. Um, and I remember maybe, uh, when he was about five, the speech therapist, you know, she, she suggested that I had have him tested for autism. And I'm like, "Hmm, no, I don't You know. He just has a speech delay. I don't, see him having autism, you know, he's so smart and, you know, me not knowing anything about autism, to be honest. Um, I was just like, no, he, you know, he gives me direct eye contact. I mean, I don't know, you know, but the, I guess I was in denial. I was in denial, you know, because I didn't know much about it, but I knew that it was, you know, a disorder and, as a parent, it just made me scared to think about, you know, my son not being able to, you know, function on his own, you know, or yeah, that's like the scariest thing in the world. That that alone is like the scariest thing of wondering if like if you're not around, is he okay? You know, will people understand him? You know, I know that I understood at the time because he was speaking nothing maybe from the ages from two to five, he was speaking almost in another language. You know, you couldn't understand anything he said. It was just like he was saying something and it was so strange to me too, because he was, he could read, he could, you know, he could read a book, but as far as getting the words out correctly, you know, it, he just, he couldn't. So, um, along the lines, the lines when I, um, I left my job to start my business and I had more time to be at home. Plus it was during a pandemic when everybody was on lockdown. So um, I just took that time to, you know, kind of work with him even more as far as as far as his speech. We were no longer going to speech therapy due to the pandemic, you know, so I just kind of took it, um, you know, I just kind of took control of everything in reference to his learning, his speech, um, the way he sees things. And, you know, he started talking. He started talking really, really good and clear. Um, And that made me feel good. And it gave me hope. So um, to fast forward again um, over to my daughter, because and I'm going back and forth because that's exactly how, you know, this year has been going with my children. So, um, my daughter, uh, let's say, uh, what was it? October, October, um, of 2020. Yeah. October of 2020, um, ended up like running away. Yeah. She ran away and, um, it was deeper than the, ADHD. What made me what made me feel like it was just deeper than the ADHD was the way she ran away and she walked for full nine hours. Not, I mean, literally walked from one side of Texas to another uh, city. Uh, the city we were in to 
to Houston. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is not normal. You know, that some of the things, you know, that she did was not, it just wasn't normal to me. It was dangerous. Um, a person, uh, a person who was thinking straight, they would not have did that. So upon the police calling me and telling me they found her, I sent, I took her to be evaluated, um, at a mental hospital where after a week of, uh, assessments, um, and seeing doctors, they told me that she had type two bipolar disorder. So I'm just like, okay, 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 okay. Um, now I know I remember when I was younger, my mother did have mental issues. Now, because the family never really told me what those mental issues were, I don't, I didn't know, you know, I had to ask right, you know, when this happened with my daughter to find out like, what did my mother have, you know? So I and I and I still wasn't so much as focused on what what my kids father mother and father suffered with. So uh you know I go I just keep trying to hope things will get better, you know. I'm letting her see a doctor now. Um she's being treated for bipolar as well as ADHD now and then all of a sudden um things just started to get worse. I mean, they got really bad to where, um, you know, I, I just, it was just hard. It was hard. The house was really like upside down with emotions and um, anguish. You know, it was just hard. And in the midst of all of this, you know, my son, he is um, needing to be tested for autism. And I'm in denial you know, because I'm like, no, I can fix this. I can fix him. You know, I can, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. I can fix him. Um, well, in the, with all of that going on, my daughter ended up doing something that got her sent back to a hospital. She actually cut herself. And this all happened maybe a few months ago. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is getting this is getting pretty serious. Um, I don't know how to fix that, you know. So I I take her back, you know, to a hospital. She's there, um, she's there, and while she's there, she's doing some things that I've never even seen, you know. So she she caused so much havoc in this place. They ended up sending her all the way to Belton, Texas to a residential facility where they said that they would keep her until she completed the program and it could be months. And as a parent, when I got that news, when I got that news, um, it did something to my heart. You know, I, I, it just broke me down, you know, because, you know, regardless of whatever you go through your child with your child, like having to see them off, you know, they're literally calling me saying, hey, you can bring her this and that, but she's leaving on the bus in about, uh, oh, Thursday, which was a day away. So I'm just like, I'm just so hurt because, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if she's hurt and, you know, because they're kind of just like, hey, she's leaving. She has to leave. She's did too much. 
you know, we it's either this or send her somewhere else worse. So I'm like, okay, okay. You know, so I go and I have a meeting with, I have this, uh, not even a meeting. I have a, a, a visit with her and I'm just trying to lift her up and not cry at the same time. You know, she's not, she doesn't suffer with depression. She's very high energy, you know, like her energy is very high. So, um, I'm just trying to look at her and tell, assure her, I mean, and be kind of playful and let her know, Hey, you know, like you're going to go get help and you're coming back home. So don't be down there doing anything. Just focus on you so you can get back home to us and get back home to your life. And, you know, she was a bit happy, but she made me sad when I read these certain little things that she wrote where it was kind of like uh, she she missed she's going to miss the long rides that we took we would take together and she's sorry that you know it didn't she's sorry that you know she didn't do the things she needed to do and you know just all of it was hurtful or it was all hurtful as a parent because you you never you always want to feel like you can you can help your kid and in that moment i felt like there was nothing i could do um you know, but try to make her feel okay in this moment. So upon her leaving, um, I ended up having a meeting uh, with another another center for autis- for autism. And I, they would determine um, whether or not, you know, my son was autistic. Well, they came back immediately and told me that he was on the aut- uh, autism spectrum. Um, and I would, that, that, that too, just, you know, I knew it, I knew I had come to terms with, you know, this is what's going on, but it was still just so hurtful, you know, it was just hurtful, but what happened was I got in mother mode, I got in mother mode and I started looking for different places, different, different centers, you know, that can help him, help me help him but help him, you know, so he can start living and I can know, you know, different triggers and calming things that could help him, you know, because I I knew nothing about autism, right? So that just lead this, this whole little, this whole little three months or so that I've been doing this, this has basically been my kids and I summer, um, you know, from hospital to hospital to appointments to appointments. And, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. I love my children. I'll do whatever it takes to get them, you know, to the place that they need to be. And I want to learn more and more about how I can help them, you know, be the best that they can be, even with disorders. So um, here's my message to you. I I wanted to share that story with you, not for for cloud or any other reason. Um, again, you know I hate attention. I hate negative attention. I hate, you know, um, pity parties or any of that. You know, but I felt like if I did this, if I, if I did this series on family history, then maybe it would bring some awareness that, um, you know you. With my son, for instance, yes, he was born with a speech delay, but
but normally kids with autism, they usually are, you know, and if I would have just took the advice, then I could have kind of got a head start. Although my son is doing well, you know, with speaking, I could have had a head start, you know, so um, me knowing, um, oh, I left this part out. I, I did. After my daughter went away to the residential center, I spoke with her father who spoke with his sister and they said that their mother um, had bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, um, all, all, sorts, all sorts of disorders. So um, that was information that I could news that I could have used, you know, a long time ago, which that's that's on that's on me as well, you know. So, um, I know when you just meet somebody and you're in a relationship, you don't want to come out and be like, Hey, <laughs> are there any, uh, uh, jacked up things in your family or, Hey, is there any mental illness in your family? Um, um, you know, any uh, psychosis, psychotic behaviors, you know, it, it's just things that you can know that could help even things like your family history, like what runs in it. Because remember, these things fall into your kids too. So like heart disease, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, all of this is important. So it shouldn't be an embarrassing conversation or it shouldn't feel like you're putting anybody on the spot. But this is something that is important. And I think that um, that we should really take a little bit more. Um, I think we should put a little bit more thought into this and start asking questions. And if that offends somebody, so what? Like you would want to know early on, you know, because I could have been misreading my daughter for years. You know what I'm saying? And I could have got my son even more help early on had I known you know, that all these different type of things were going on. Um, but again, that's by not knowing the family history. So you guys like take this advice from me and, and kind of start digging because I think about all, all the, I think about the crime rate in Houston. Right. And I think about like how many, um, how many of these kids are, you know, even adults now, are suffering with mental illness, you know, or, or even some of them may have, because if you look at, or may have autism is what I was going to say. If you look at my son, you would think that he's a, just a normal six-year-old. You would have no idea. He types 60 words per minute. He's uh very tech savvy. You know, he, I mean, he builds games inside of the computer. He is extremely smart. And unlike uh, some kids on the auti- on the autism spectrum, he looks you in your eyes. You know what I'm saying? He looks you in your eyes and then he'll still, you know, he won't understand something. He'll tell you, hey, mom, I don't understand what you're saying, you know, but put him in front of a, of, of a, a teacher who has no idea what's going on with him. Put him in front of a teacher or another disciplinary and something crazy could happen because they, they're going to assume that he's just being a defiant kid. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is so important. This is so important 
you know, and it's just untalked about in, in, in our culture. And it's something that needs to be talked about because yes, I think a lot of people are maybe in denial, but the longer you're in denial, the more the kid suffers, the more of me, I just, I've, I've been a pretty open person. Um, however, with my kids, I just feel like I can fix it. I can fix anything. You know, I've, I've had the doctors say, um, you're doing everything a mother is supposed to do. Well, to me, it's not enough. I feel like I could do more, you know. But the thing that I could have done, you know, was start researching a, a long time ago my family's history as far as their dad's family history. So not even to point any fingers, you know, because, you know, you know better, you do better. So again, I'm trying to pass that on to you guys that, you know, autism is a real thing. Uh, Mental illness is a real thing. Um, They're quick to diagnose. They diagnosed my son with ADHD and he never had ADHD the whole time. My son had autism, you know, so uh, they, they try to, you know, diagnose him with these behavior disorders. Um, Go find out. You know, there. If I were you, go look up the the symptoms of autism. You know, at first I was like, I don't know, my son does not. My son, my son does something with his as far as standing on his on his tiptoes sometimes, and I never knew until my my daughter, my oldest daughter, said, "Mom, what well, that that's that's one of the uh, side effects. You know, that's one of the things that autistic kids do." He has a love for trains, you know, or sometimes he, he plays, you know, he, he can't keep his fingers still. He just moves them a lot. Um, you know, so I buy him fidget toys, you know, but these are things that, you know, I had no idea because again, I didn't know anything about autism or whatever. So it's like really important guys that if you, you notice, I, I would take, if you have a child and even if he's been diagnosed with ADHD, you know, go further with that, you know, get a second opinion, you know, or if you see some traits of autism, just get them tested so you can kind of start the treatments, right? Or so he can have, uh, you know, he or she can have the life that that they deserve, that they deserve. A lot of people write these type of children off. They are so special. My son is so dear and special to me. My daughter is dear and special to me, you know. So you guys like um, I hope someone was listening and was able to take in what some of what I'm saying, because this is definitely news you can use. Um, It will help. It will help. I swear it can't hurt Um, a lot of a lot of kids, uh, a lot of our boys, our boys in our culture um, are always given the little title or yeah, they're given the title of ADHD. I just want you to know that it, sometimes it could be deeper in something else. So definitely, um, look into that. It's very important. All you young mothers, definitely, definitely look into it and kind of pay close attention to your kids or whatever. Some things, sometimes they're not just being defiant. So take a deeper look guys. Um, thank you for listening to the first series. I do have more to come. This is just one of many. I am also going to 
like interview one of our elders, you know, and find out kind of what's going on in my family, family history. Um, there's just a lot, uh, not a lot that needs to be talked about. So anyway, um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. It is 619 here. Uh, I've been talking for a while, guys. <laughs> But um, it's 619 here in Texas, and I plan on having a beautiful day, a wonderful day today. I just feel it. I feel it, and if I, I, I'm speaking it into existence. Um, it's, I, I really feel good, though, you know, to be able to share this information, um, so may, to maybe, uh, you know, open someone's eyes. So, um, you guys, again, have a good day. God bless you, and may he keep you. And I'll talk to you guys soon. And I hope that you tune in for my next episode. Bye now.